0: This is The MS Show, the podcast for people with multiple sclerosis and their families who want information and inspiration. I'm Bron Webster. I've been living with MS for over 20 years. I'll be sharing with you tips, stories and ways to keep going with MS. Hi and welcome to this episode. In this episode, I just want to run through some tips for getting the most out of every day when you live with MS, multiple sclerosis. And on the back of my mind over MS experiment over Christmas, and taking into account everything that I try to live by and talk about in my MS life, I thought it's about time that I share some thoughts and some ideas with you. Now we all get those times when we feel, why am I so flipping tired? I get in from work and I just want to go to bed. I don't feel like doing anything. Or the other thoughts, nobody understands. Do you know what? I just want to feel better. And you might be constantly questioning yourself. Should I try this? What about trying that? How about if I change my diet? What if I go to bed a bit earlier? Do you feel as though you want help working out what to do? How do we know which are the tips that work? Well, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about what happened in my mind over MS experiment that I did over Christmas. I'm also thinking about why we sometimes sabotage ourselves and how we can create positive habits I've got some really interesting ideas from other people with different approaches to take. Things that are coming from The Slight Edge, that's a book by Jeff Olson, The Miracle Morning, another book by Hal Edred, and The Seven Steps of OMS, Overcoming Multiple Sclerosis. So let's get on and get started with this. So right at the top, I just want to share with you a little bit of what I've experienced with my mind over MS experiment. So let me share the really useful findings. What I did was I decided my daily aims and I set my daily, three times a day, mindset words. Some people call these affirmations. I put it into practice on the 15th of December through to the 6th of January. What has happened? My outcome and learnings when I reflect and when I look back at this experiment, what I found is the following. I set a challenge to get up at 7.30 every day. Now, I've discovered that getting up at 7.30 every day over Christmas was possibly just a little bit too much to expect. I also said I was aiming to walk at least one mile every day. Now that was possibly a little bit too specific because although I've increased daily movement, it wasn't always walking. Having a strong mindset and a clear belief was really valuable and on the days when I felt some symptoms worsening and a new relapse coming in, I was able to get back to telling myself the positive thoughts. So what I found is that I have continued to wake earlier my body is adjusting and I'm getting almost as much sleep. I've discovered 20-minute spin classes and I'm now strengthening my legs and overall I've made some really positive changes. So ultimately I believe I did get my mind over MS. I wasn't 100% on achieving every single thing that was on the list but it has given me such a powerful start point. And sometimes What you already know and what you might have already tried, but perhaps stopped, that thing might be the magic solution. And it's sabotaging ourselves. Why do we do it? That's something that it can take time to get to the bottom of. It's not something that I can really cover off in a podcast, but I want you to know that you probably already know some things that have worked for you in the past or you've got a sneaking suspicion that they might work for you in the future. You might have tried something in the past but then stopped doing it because often we get part way toward making a change or reaching a goal only to stop doing that thing. Sometimes these things can really help us to progress but only if we keep doing them So, a useful first step that might be to look back at the things you've started to change or started to do, but for some reason you've just stopped doing them. What are these things? What is it that you've stopped? Did you honestly give it a fair crack? So, it can be because of an internal fight, the self sabotage. And I will go into that in a little bit more detail as I start looking at these different ideas. That are out there. So, the next thing to think about is do you know which things make you feel good and give you more energy? And conversely, do you know which things zap your energy and make you feel bad? It could be things that you do, programs that you watch, perhaps it's people that you speak with or books that you read. Maybe it's exercise that you do, it's just too challenging, or perhaps food you eat. So which things can make you feel bad and which things are making you feel good? I know, for example, if I eat a small white baguette, those ones that are all exactly the same shape and size, the ones you get provided if you order some soup in a cafe or um, in a pub. I know if I eat one of those baguettes, I'm going to feel drowsy. I'm going to lose my energy It zaps my energy and as soon as I started noticing this and picking up that pattern, I expanded it and tried it out with other white breads and I've seen the same thing happen. Now this is not an MS thing, it's a bodily thing, but it's something that can contribute to my worsening days. Now thinking about the Mind Over MS experiment, I knew that I wanted to explore habit formation and I wanted to do it in a simple, actionable way. Over the years, I've come across lots of different ideas and I'm going to share with you some of them here and then talk about which I picked up and thought, yes, that will work for me. So the first idea that I think is really important. It's one called The Slight Edge. And there's a book, it's written by Jeff Olson, O L S O N. And it's something I do totally believe in. And I've spoken about it in the past. But Jeff talks about the cycle of personal growth. He talks about creating your philosophy, which leads to creating your attitude. And then in turn, your attitude creates your actions. And these actions then in turn create the results. And it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because from the results, your mindset continues. So these results can really fire our life and keep our improvement going. But it's only in doing the positive things regularly that we can make changes. It's the little positive actions done regularly that make the difference. It's the daily self-belief words that you tell yourself. Note the word daily. It's the daily intention to get up when the alarm sounds. So this is all related to the slight edge. It's doing the little actions. There's a principle that's called Parkinson's Law. And that is all about work expanding to fill the time available for it to be completed. Now, this is not work that we're talking about. But Parkinson's Law applies to some things in our own MS life. Or at least in my MS life. So when I stopped working, and when my husband began doing the morning school run, well, that was like, bring it on give me the perfect opportunity to take advantage of Parkinson's law because I don't need to get up now. So even if I wake up, I'm going to stay in bed. I'll catch up on social media maybe. So that's an example of Parkinson's law in practice. People don't consistently do these simple mundane things that can help make the slight edge progress. These simple mundane things While they're easy to do, they're also easy to not do. You don't see any results at first. And they seem insignificant, almost like they don't matter. But they really do. And in this book, The Slight Edge, there's also some reference to actions you can take for happiness. And there are five steps, and I really loved these, And I don't think they originate with Jeff Olson. He talks about somebody else, but they're really useful. So the five things to happiness are, every morning, write down three things you're grateful for, three new things every day. Secondly, journal for two minutes a day about one positive experience you've had over the past 24 hours. So it's just two minutes of journaling or scrawling, whatever you want to do. Just write down all the details of that positive experience. Number three, meditate daily. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You just need to stop and relax. Focusing on your breath, just watch it going in and out. Just again, just a couple of minutes for meditation. Number four, Do a random act of kindness over the course of every day. It might be sending an email to someone, thanking them for something. And maybe doing that consistently every day is going to make you feel really happy. And then finally, number five, exercise for 15 minutes every day. So as you can see from that, that's around about 30 minutes of consistent action for happiness so if you add one percent of anything per day over a year that's going to have more than tripled but let's just start with the one percent it's about starting somewhere and doing something are you going to opt for the simple positive daily disciplines or the simple daily errors in judgment Consistent repetition could make you or break you if you choose the wrong things. So the next idea is this idea of The Miracle Morning by Hal Edrod. So H-A-L Edrod, E-D-R-O-D. So it is a really similar framework and it's applicable to every day. In a nutshell, The Miracle Morning is about building a new routine and the approach in the book offers you some tips about how to address waking up each day when the alarm goes off. It also helps to address how to make new habits. And there's one approach outlined for 30 day habit forming. So I'll just run through these because this was really important to me when I was thinking about mind over MS. So In the book, they talk about a 30-day period. So the first 10 days are called the unbearable days. Those are the days when the extra effort and the mind over matter of battling your existing way of doing things, that's when that happens. It feels really unbearable. And then days 11 to 20, they say, are the uncomfortable days. Yes, things are getting easier but there's always the temptation to take the weekend off or just have one glass of wine or whatever it might be. It's a mindset challenge to be consistent and it is uncomfortable, days 11 to 20. And then the unstoppable days of 21 to 30. And that's where apparently the changes have become a habit and have become a part of you. I'm going to ask you, what do you think about the whole prospect of a 30-day period to form a new habit? Because I've got to admit, I'm really not sure about 30 days. So I will be coming on to something in a little while. But let me just finish talking about the main aspects of the miracle morning. So in the book, they've got an acronym called SAVERS, S. A-V-E-R-S. And they're life savers, they're daily morning practices that can help you approach your life. So the S is for silence. So you need to take that time on your own in the morning. A is for affirmations. So work out your affirmations and make them daily. V is for visualisation. Visualise what this success looks like. E is for exercise. So, making time in the morning to do your exercise. So, it could be just a few minutes worth of exercise, but it's really important to try and do some movement every morning. R in savers is for reading. So, it could just be reading 10 pages of a really positive book or listening to a podcast. 15 minute podcast. So it's just about absorbing some information. And then the last S is for scribing. So that's another word for journaling. And we've already talked about journaling in the last idea. So that's the Miracle Morning and the Miracle Morning's approach. But I really wanted to change my habits. And I don't believe this 30 day idea. So I started looking around for just other ideas that seemed to resonate with me. Because the slight edge I felt was giving the motivation for making the change. And the miracle morning gave me a set of ideas and suggested to me that in 30 days' time I could change my habits. But I really I'm not sure about this 30 days. So I was looking around and I came across a great article about how the habits of highly successful people, these habits let them be consistent and keep doing the little things that bring the benefits. So this article was by a researcher called Jason Selk, S-E-L-K, and it was in it's in Forbes magazine. I found it online. And I don't mind sharing this with you. Um, And he talks through the three phases of habit formation, but he puts absolutely no time restriction on it. So this is more appropriate, I think. The first phase is the honeymoon. That's where we get going at the start and we get that feeling of, oh, this is really easy. But you know what? That honeymoon has got to end and it usually does. So this phase, it comes about as a result of something that's inspiring, this initial thing that inspired your action. So you might listen to a really inspiring podcast and the first few days after that podcast you're committed to making all these positive changes. But inspiration starts to fade as reality kicks in and you move into the stage that's called the fight And this is where you're starting to struggle with this positive repetition. And you find your old habits are easy to slip back into. And this is really key to moving into the third phase of habit formation. Because we've got to have won two or three fights. It's really critical. And he talks about how to win the fight. And I can see these three techniques actually occurring. So the first one is recognise. Recognise that you've entered this fight stage and say to yourself, I've entered the fight and I know I need to win a few more to get past this. So it's that recognition and saying it to yourself. The second technique, ask two questions. Ask yourself, how will I feel if I do this? And also, how will I feel if I don't do this? You're asking these two questions to bring emotion into the equation. Feel the positive in winning this fight and feel the negatives if you choose to lose. And the third technique of winning the fight is to imagine your future life. If those previous two techniques didn't kick you into action, then It's time to imagine in great detail how your life's going to be in five years if you don't begin making changes. You've got to be really honest with yourself. You've got to feel what your life will be like if the changes aren't made. You've got to feel what your MS life is going to be like if you don't keep moving or if you don't eat healthily or if you don't have a positive mindset. So we've done the fight stage and then we've got through and we've gained to the last stage, which is the second nature stage. And this is often recognised when you've got those feelings of, I'm getting into the groove. And that's the stage that I wanted to achieve with Mind Over MS. I wanted to begin to make new habits None of this 21, 28, 30 days. I just wanted an understanding of the stages that I might go through and the risks that I might might encounter. When you get into this second nature phase, it's not a done deal. Some interruptions can still come your way. And if they hit you, they're going to send you back to the fight stage. So you need to be really aware of this. So three things. The first one. The author of the article, Jason Selp, he talks about three things. The first one is the discouragement monster. That's when if somebody lets negative results discourage them and change their thinking to this is not working and there's nothing I can do. So it's that defeatist attitude and that's where you need to flip it and immediately move back to the fight stage actions and those steps. The second thing that might come along when you're in this second nature stage are disruptions. And these disruptions could be if you're experiencing big change to your pattern. So it might be a holiday, it might be that you've got a new relapse, um, it might be that there's a new helper come along in your life. Again, just go back to the fight stage and I actually found myself having to do this when I was getting increasingly tired in the Mind Over MS experiment, and I had to go back, and I had to go back to the what is, what's going to happen if you don't do this, Bron? And what's going to be the benefit if you carry on doing it? So I did that naturally. I went back and said, how will I feel if I do this? And how will I feel if I don't do this? And then the third stage is, it's almost a seduction Of feeling successful, it's almost self-sabotaging because you're. You might notice that you're doing, getting the positive results, and you might be really happy about that, and you might know that you're getting great results, but you might think you're not doing really good processes behind it. You're questioning how the success is even possible, and then you start questioning more, and then you stop believing that the success happens. And this is a really difficult position to shift from. So This is what I believe is the self-sabotage. And I think it's so important to revisit the fight stage and go back through those three steps at the fight stage. So that's recognising that you're going to be fighting. Asking those two questions. How will I feel if I do it? How will I feel if I don't do it? And then about imagining your future life. What will your life look like if you don't make these changes? If someone experiences an interruption that knocks him back and goes through to fighting again, remember that you need to win two or three times to keep on that second nature path. What's really important is committing to making it to the second nature stage, and doing that, no matter how many times you have to keep going back to the fight stage. So now I want to touch as well on something specifically for people with MS. I've had, I've had a representative from the overcoming MS approach on a previous podcast episode. I'll put the details in the show notes. But OMS, overcoming MS, is an approach that has seven steps. Number one is diet replacing dairy, meat and eggs, incorporating supplements and oils, thinking about getting enough sunlight and vitamin D, also regular exercise, regular meditation, suitable medication, preventing it in family members, by that I mean preventing anybody else developing MS, and changing your life. And that basically, change your life is, doing the OMS approach. It's very diet heavy. So again, that's another approach. It offers things and ideas to consider. But again, I found there was less of the how. It was focused on making some changes, but not necessarily doing those good things every day. So it's really, it's up to us to work out the approach that will help you make the most of everyday with ms so what are some of the things that we've covered what's your parkinson's law what are the excuses and the reasons you're allowing, allowing this to continue allowing your time to be unfocused have you identified the times when you've sabotaged yourself you've sabotaged the things that you've tried that really could help if you only carried on doing them do you know which things give you energy and which take it away What might the benefits be to you of taking five steps each and every day towards happiness? Do you know what's involved now in forming new habits and how there is undoubtedly going to be challenges and fights to make it a regular approach? We've talked about how your philosophy influences your attitude, your attitude influences your actions and your actions influence results which in turn equates to belief and mindset and philosophy. So this is a rinse and repeat element. Which of the approaches I've talked about sound most interesting and achievable for you? What do you think? That We talked about the slight edge approach. We talked about the miracle morning approach or the overcoming MS approach. So for the first two, maybe take a look at their books. And for the OMS, listen to the previous episode of the podcast or you can get a free OMS book. What I'm going to be doing is developing something for me and developing something for the MS community that incorporates the three steps from my experiment that worked for me, my verbal affirmations, my daily goals names and my perseverance and habit understanding as per that Forbes article that I was just talking about because I really don't have the capacity to go very much wider in terms of seven steps or go through and revisit an entire book I need to keep it simple for me it's a daily method of MS operation that's what I need and that's what I'm going to be creating And you now know the basis on which you can build your own daily method of operation. But it is very much to your choice. You can find your own way and you can make the most of every day with MS. These ideas can apply to our lives. But we have to take the first step. We've got to be consistent. We've got to take relapses and challenges as part for the course when we live with MS. And I do know just how challenging that is. But we have to keep going, sometimes from a position that's further back from where we began last time. But that's okay, because we live with MS. So it's about finding your own small positive actions that you can do consistently. So small actions consistently. Working out what they are and creating your daily method of MS operation. So that's it for today's episode, but I want to reassure you that I am developing something that I know will address your questions. It's going to guide you to create your own daily method of MS operation, and I'm developing something that is individualized. No matter what your symptoms what your mindset but this daily method is so crucial i will be creating something that's individualized for you to use so whether you're newly diagnosed whether you're just getting used to your ms life or maybe you're like me and rapidly progressing to be more of an ms veteran it's for you It's for MS action takers. And you can register at the link that's in the show notes and let me know that this is something that you want to be a part of. Thanks so much for listening to today's MS show. Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you'd like to get more involved with the MS show, why not join our Facebook community? Just search Facebook for The MS Show. Come back soon for another dose of MS information and inspiration. You've been listening to The MS Show podcast.